and within the confines of his nature as a dog. A dog will do what a dog does. A cat will do what a cat does. A sinful man will do what a sinful man does. Men have a sinful nature. So any freedom of will that he is able to express is within the confines of his nature. He will freely choose from among only those things which are sinful. And he can't choose anything that is not. Because the only one who can deem an act acceptable is God himself. And without Christ, God cannot be appeased. That is impossible. That is impossible. Sinful nature, what did it corrupt? When Adam fell, we fell in him. The theological term is we were seminally in Adam. And he was our federal representative. When he sinned, we sinned. When he fell, we fell. The tendency to sin polluted the entire race of, hum of, hum of human humankind. Mankind. Got a little tongue twisted there. So this is what happens. Paul tells us there is none righteous. None. No man is righteous. Not one. There's not one person on earth that was righteous other than our Lord himself. Not one person. So if there are none righteous, like Paul says, and if there are none who seek after God, like Paul says, then how does the free will come into play? How can you make choices that are impossible for you to make? Let me get some, something straight though. People conflate the two things. They conflate will with choice. Will and choice aren't the same thing. Choices are the options laid out in front of you. Righteous options, unholy options, they're all there. But the will is restricted by the nature from which it proceeds and therefore will only choose what it desires. Sinners desire sin. And they cannot, they cannot pursue righteousness. So you might say, I hope. Well, then how are we saved? We are told in the scriptures. We are told from the scriptures. That men have hearts of stone. Men have hearts of stone. I'm sure no Christian on here will disagree with me on this. We have hearts of stone. Born with hearts of stone. Now. If you've ever seen. A artist. Who makes things out of clay. They start out with medium. A medium. Which is pliable. Like clay. 
You can shape it, you can mold it, and you can make impressions. You can shape it. But when it comes to men whose hearts are stone, you cannot make an impression on a stony heart. It is the stony, it is the heart. It is the heart that worships and reaches out to God. It is the heart that lays hold of Christ. It is the heart that succumbs to the will of the Holy Spirit. It is the heart out of which, like Christ says, all evil proceeds, comes out of our, he said it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but it's what comes out of his heart. That is what defiles him. His heart. And what sits and resides in man's heart? But his will. The fall corrupted our wills. So that it became impossible for us to obey God acceptably. You might think you're obeying God. So many people will tell me, when you witness to them or share with them, they'll say, well, I'm good. I don't hurt anybody. I'm good. I don't judge people. I'm good. I'm good. So many people say they're good. And they say, I'm good. You ask them how they know? Because I don't hurt anybody. That's the religion of people today. If I don't hurt anybody, then I just became, then that is justifiable for the salvation. And God should give it to me because I don't hurt anybody. This is a tremendous misunderstanding. We have to understand it's not just about our dealing. When God deals with sin, when Christ dealt with sin, when the Holy Spirit deals with our sin, it is more to it than just the deeds that we do. Every five minutes, oh man, I slipped. I slipped again. I slipped. I slipped into that woman's bed. I slipped into that man's bed. I slipped into, into, into this lust. Or I slipped into this greed. Or I slipped into this, slipped into that. You can only be saved once. That's it. There's only one salvation. You can't, and if you believe that you can lose your salvation if it is ever lost, it can never be obtained again. Some people look at the Christ, the salvation that we have from the Lord, they look at it as like a perm, a, you know, that people put in their hair, a perm that didn't take. All the chemicals, all the chemicals got put in, but somehow it didn't take. It didn't work out right. And they think salvation is like that. Like a perm that didn't take. That's not how it is. Believers, that's not how it is. And I say this for your comfort and joy and edification. You need to understand that salvation 
The salvation that Christ came to give is absolute and it is permanent and it cannot be removed or taken away. God cannot take back what he gave. That would imply he made a mistake. If you could be saved by God today because salvation is required by him in order to make it effectual, then that means that if you lose your salvation, he failed. The Christian church spends so much time fighting against abortion, and rightly so. It's an evil, wicked thing, abortion. Killing the unborn. It's a terrible crime. And yet, and yet, Christianity largely accuses God of doing the exact same thing that they fight against on this earth in, in defense of God. Here's what I mean. We look at it as a sin for people to abort babies. To just kill the unborn. We look at it as a sin and it is. Now imagine the sovereign king of the universe who has absolute sovereign control over everything saves you for, 